ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis. This is episode 31 aw, of this awesome show. And I am joined today by the Spooky Movie Squad. So uh, the, the way we begin it is the way we shall endeth it. And we re- are going to review, we didn't review it yet, but we are reviewing Beetlejuice. Woo, yeah. I didn't realize it was from 1988. I didn't know it was that old. Uh, it doesn't look that oh, old. Yeah. But it's really, really, really good. Uh, for the uninitiated. That's how old. That's like how old we are. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? We, you uh, don't look old either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the uninitiated, this is a Tim Burton flick. Uh, there isn't any, uh, what's her name? Helena Bonham Carter. Or Johnny Depp. Yes, uh, this is before he was in love with them, this and he was like, in love with Michael Keaton. And Winona Ryder. Yes, those were his... she makes a comeback in his next film, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, uh, that was his two people that he was in love with. Uh, I don't know, I guess every 20, 30 years he switches to new people. But uh, this film, it actually became a real thing because of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where uh, Tim Burton became an awesome director. And everybody was tossing scripts at him left and right. And he actually said no to a lot of them because he was working on a standalone Batman film. I wonder if it's going to be any good. (laughs) 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 Uh, But he actually saw the screenplay for a story called Beetlejuice. And he's like, holy shit, that's really cool. Um, The story came from the obvious success of Poltergeist. And so they came up with the idea of what if the ghosts weren't the bad ones? What if the people popping up were the bad guys in it? And so the ghosts were actually the ones trying to defend themselves. And it actually is a really cool idea. There are a few I mean, horror movies that I've seen um, that the ghost is actually in trouble the whole time. But uh, I mean, it, I kind of argue. Asper? Yeah. I kind yeah. of argue that the ghosts in Poltergeist mm-hmm. were completely in the right. Like, not ne- not necessarily that the family did anything wrong. It was the builders. Fuck those guys. But the ghosts were like, they were in their right place. Like, this is my land, bitch. Get the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very grumpy about it. <laughs> yep. So um, it's funny. Only uh, Gina Davis, beautiful Gina Davis, was the only one to say yes at first. Everyone else, they had to say, they said no multiple times. Uh, Michael Keaton wasn't that keen on it but then finally when people started saying yes and he hopped on for michael keaton being such an amazing character in this he's only in the movie for like 15 minutes maybe 12 minutes Uh, no 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 (laughs) all right because it takes him almost 40 minutes to pop up in the commercial Mm -hmm. and he pops up for like seconds so um there's tons of nods to future ideas katie pointed out that uh when he turns into a carousel on his head, it seemed like that was Jack Skellington's head. Yes, he was drawing that before this. So that mm-hmm. idea was already in his head. So he added it. Uh, apparently, there was some idea with Coraline. I think there's a doll that looks like Lydia in Coraline. And I think there was something in this. So uh, Tim Burton's all about nods to things. There were tons of people that um, that Beelzebub was supposed to be. The original idea was Sammy Davis Jr. You know, that mm. guy with the with the rat pack. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Say my name three times, man. 
That's a terrible Sammy Davis Jr. I apologize. But uh, <laughs> he's rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Moore, Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison actually would have been really good. He's loud and he likes to curse. That would have been really funny. Um, but Michael Keaton got the job. He says this is one of his favorite roles of all time. And they let As him just they let him just ad lib around 90 percent of the film is just him saying things, whatever he wants. Uh, multiple scenes. He just did whatever. Like uh, there's one scene where. Uh, uh, what, Adam and Barbara? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah because alec adam and barbara uh they say no to him and they leave and he kicks the tree the tree wasn't supposed to fall over and then it did he's like nice fucking work and then tim burton thought that was a really good line <laughs> and so he left it in i like uh, that he goes back and like fixes it in real life too yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking model yeah this this film is it's really good the original idea for it was not as happy. Uh, it was a lot more graphic and sad and uh, people Stephen dying. King. Yeah, very Stephen Kingy. Uh, the ending was actually going to be Lydia. She was going to die and actually be with her friends. I mean, that sounds right. That's what she wanted to do. Yes, but then the people that were like thinking about the movie, they're like, well, we don't want kids to be like, oh, she's way happier when she's dead. And like, oh, let's not, <laughs> let's not do that. Even though she would have been way happier with her new mom and dad you know uh her ghost parents but yeah that's like let's not do that and then there was actually a side story with beetlejuice and how he actually died he actually hung himself because of love unrequited love and so they were gonna do some flashbacks and show how he was sad and he killed himself and that's why he was in that job but then he went freelance and so uh, there were tons of ideas that they were going to do, but then, you know, movies like hour and 20 minutes long. You can only do so much for a movie like this. But uh, we're getting a sequel, so. Yes. Hell yeah. That's great. Uh, the original idea that just never came to fruition, and hopefully it's still the same one, that the uh, Dietz family, they were going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> and apparently Beale Juice just goes with them. Oh, they did that in the show like 80 times. Yeah. And uh he takes on like a tiki ghost and he surfs and saves the day so uh it'll probably be something absurd lydia's probably in this new movie lydia lydia's probably going to be the mom or what katie said just make her a ghost and they don't even have to worry about oh, why nona died yeah that she got old or she just something happened she got in an accident so she's a ghost the whole time i'm like that'd be pretty cool so um but no it's With an, gina davis and alec baldwin yeah they're still alive so fuck it um it's a really cool uh, movie a lot of things that I didn't realize watching it when I was a kid I didn't realize when they go to that weird sand world that's Saturn they're actually on another planet he says it real quick he's like don't you been to Saturn I've been to Saturn I hate Saturn and I was like Sat- like the planet and they're like yeah so apparently on Saturn sandworms. yeah there's sandworms on Saturn apparently <laughs> and ghosts can travel there whenever they feel like <laughs> whenever they try to leave their uh residence uh, but it's really cool, really cool. So, uh, Katie, what do you think about Beetlejuice? I love Beetlejuice. I've been watching this like every year for thirty years. Like, I cannot get enough. As a kid, the show was everything to me. Like, my dad was Beetlejuice, and I was Lydia Dietz. Like, this sh- the cartoon was my fucking jam. <laughs> and the first time I got to see this movie, I had to wait a little bit. I had to wait till I was like four or five because of obvious curse word reasons but once i saw it i was just in love i was like yes 
give it to me. I'm watching this every fucking year. This is fantastic. And I have watched it every single Halloween for decades because that's how much of a classic it is. There's like great one-liners. Fucking Winona Ryder crushes it. Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin are just adorable and fantastic together. Like it's so freak, freaking good. And um, what's her name? Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, who Tim Burton also has a thing for because she's the singing voice of Sally. She's the voice of Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas. She was just fantastic. Like, I love her and everything. Thank you, Home Alone. Micah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I really like this movie. Of course, you know, we're we're all nostalgic as hell because we're all pretty much the same age as this movie. Mm-hmm. So we, we all grew up with it and have all the uh, the nostalgia callbacks that we can remember, like specific scenes from when we were kids. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed this movie. Uh, it definitely seems like the movie version of a book that has like a little bit more twisted of a tale and like has an allusion to like this being about teen suicide or something like that like this definitely seems like you know like you were saying that's basically what they were coming up with and it's like man they should have written it as a book you know (laughs) if they wrote beetlejuice the the book they can go a little bit darker and everything like that and then this be the the approved for all audiences movie that they came out with (laughs) yeah to because they have no original ideas yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey emma what do you think of the book movie well i wish i could say i was nostalgic about it but i did not watch this movie ever until last year and when i watched it last year i could not stop laughing and i was astonished that i had never watched this movie and so now i have seen it every chance that I have gotten to watch this movie, I have watched it and I love it. It is the dumbest, most constantly applicable movie ever. And I appreciate it for that. It is so modern Tim Burton that it makes me happy. Yeah, it it just feels like Tim Burton, just the way things aren't as even and there's swirls everywhere and just the, the way it looks it's, it's oh yeah you can tell it's tim burton or he at least had his hand in it right uh but yeah no it's, it's just it's, off kilter enough yeah to be very burton-esque oh yeah uh yeah uh this movie's great i remember watching this as a kid there were tons of jokes i didn't understand mm-hmm. like how they distracted beetlejuice uh when he was uh, in the model town and that building popped up and I didn't understand why he was like hey, hey and just like dances toward it when I got older I was like oh there was a titty bar that's how you distract an <laughs> adventurous person you just make a pop-up titty bar and I was like oh okay that makes sense um, just a lot of his jokes didn't make sense because he, he's really fast with his jokes and like I said you get a little older you're like oh shit dude he's amazing oh uh, yeah everybody in this movie had really cool lines all the characters were really cool I I adore this movie. Uh, It still stands up pretty good to a lot of things, honestly. And just visuals. It still looks pretty good compared to a lot of things. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this, give it a shot. Like, you'll probably smile at something. Uh, I actually forgot to talk about the plot really fast. But this is a recently 
recently deceased couple. So it's Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Uh, they become ghosts in their house. And so just like a lot of movies where ghosts, wherever they died, that's where they kind of stay. And that's just how it works. And so um, a new family moves into their house. And so they're bothered and they actually are haunted huh, by a crazy ghost poltergeist guy named Beetlejuice. And he's trying to help them, quotation mark, help them with their human problem. And it's just all the things that go into that. So uh, it's it's solid. Like, I'd give this movie a watch. Just, if anything, just to see Michael Keaton just yell and just scream and just try his best to just sexually harass Gina Davis. Uh, anytime anyone looks away, he's trying to grab at her and stuff. It's very silly. So, uh, like always, we'll get through this story and then we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite characters. So, uh, like I said, Barbara and Adam, uh, Maitland. Maitland is their last name. Uh, they are spending their vacation at home, uh, just enjoying the company of each other. And they're constantly getting offers for their home because it's a pretty legit ass house. And they don't want to sell or anything. It's like, you can get a lot of money for this house. They're like, nah, we're good. I didn't realize that there were little nods to them trying to have a family, but then it didn't work out. And they're like, well, maybe we can try again on this, you know, little vacation. Like I said, when I was a kid, that didn't hit me. And uh, the lady trying to sell the house is like, oh, this house is so big, you know, it should be for a family. And like Jim Davis like makes a face at her. And she's, like, Bitch. she's like, oh, my bad. Uh, but yeah, like it's, ah, oh, man. Like seeing things when you get a little older, you're like, that makes so much more sense. Uh, they head into town because Adam is working on this like model. I don't know if it's scale, but it's yeah. the whole town. It's a scale model. Of the yeah. Town. And he needs a couple of pieces because he's working on what the town hall is that yeah. what he's working on. And uh, they go into town real quick and there's, it's full of old people. It's that kind of like tiny town where he, like he just runs into the store real quick, grabs things and just leaves. He probably leaves money. But it's like it's, it's Connecticut. Yeah, there's only like 40 of us here, so I can't rob you. You know who I am. So uh he leaves, and on their way back, they avoid a dog in the middle of the road. Stupid dog. And they actually almost uh they crash into one of the bridges, and so they're hanging perilously halfway off the bridge, and the dog holds the fate of their lives in his hand, and then the dog walks off, and then they crash into the water. Um they end up back home and they're actually confused because they don't realize they don't remember coming back home and adam tries to leave and then he ends up in this very weird sandy world and a giant worm tries to eat him and he gets grabbed back in and gene davis actually tells him like hey you were gone for like two hours he's like i was only it was like seconds like so they're confused they realize pretty quick they're pretty smart and they say that like oh we're dead i don't think we made it back from that trip <laughs> like off the bridge they find a book called handbook for the recently deceased and they're very confused about things time goes by and their actually cousin is the lady trying to sell the house the realtor the realtor and so she actually sells it to that family that she was talking about from new york city and she sells it to the deets family and they have been staying in the attic just trying to work things out and um, the Deets family comes in and they start to just kind of rip things apart. Well, it's the wife, uh, honestly, Delia. She's a fashion, what is it? She's an interior designer. Yes. Well, she does sculpting Something, too. No, she's an artist. 
but she hires an interior designer who like she has the same artistic like eye as she does which is kind of gothic and weird yes and so they are they have tons of plans for the house and they're gonna rip open walls and change colors and things and um adam and barbara they're very mad because you know that's their house and you know they're stuck here and they realize that they're going to be stuck with this family unless they can do something and scare the shit out of them uh apparently when you're a, a beginning ghost you can only do so much and i don't know it's certain people can see you i guess after like time but it just seems like yeah uh, they're like dead in rooms and she's like in the closet just hanging from a noose and they just move her out the way like she's closed and just things <laughs> like yeah <laughs> It's, so they're very uh, sad about this because they're like, what what good are we being ghosts if we can't even scare people out of our house? <laughs> they, uh, well, D- uh, Lydia, I was going to call her Delia. Lydia, their daughter, well, the dad's daughter, this is the second wife. She actually catches them a couple of times in a corner of her eye or in pictures. She sees somebody in the attic. And so... Uh, at the beginning of the movie, she is trying her best to find these people because she's like, I think that's the dead people that lived here before. And she's all goth and stuff. So that's right up her damn alley. <laughs> the the Maitlands, uh, Adam and Barbara, they consult the handbook finally, and they travel to a very uh, bureaucratic afterlife. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. And uh, they talk to their caseworker. So that's how it works in the afterlife. Uh, people get jobs <laughs> uh, dealing with new ghosts and stuff. So Only it's like if a, you commit suicide. Yes, uh, it's a DMV. So everybody that is in this uh, department, uh, if you just check their bodies in some spot, there's something suicidal on them. Uh, their caseworker, actually, her throat has like a slit in it. And I was looking for her like wound. I'm like, oh, she cut her throat okay and uh it was really cool later on there's a joke about it said uh (laughs) yeah by the humans and then it was actually true so (laughs) um so their caseworker tells them that they have to stay in the house for 125 years and uh i mean they can try to leave but there's a lot of bad things that'll happen to them if they do all that kind of stuff so they just got to stay and so if they want that family out of their house it's up to them to scare them out and so they try their best. Um, they start, they learn to form their faces and, and just stretch their bodies out and stuff. And it looks horrific, absolutely horrific, but it just means nothing to them, honestly. <laughs> um, it, they still don't see it. So um, what was it? What was it? What was it? Yes. So um, they try their best to scare Charles and Delia. It just doesn't work. Uh, Lydia actually talks to them she catches them off guard because they have uh bed sheets on them so they're dressed like real ghosts because <laughs> uh, bed sheets yeah they have to find a way to make themselves look physical scary and she takes pictures of them and they don't have feet and she's like oh holy shit like oh, damn those are real ghosts they're for real ghosts they're real real so um not for play play yeah <laughs> uh against their caseworkers advice because there was a sweet commercial that they saw uh with a just a dirty old man not old but this is a dirty man telling them that if they got people problems he'll come in there and he'll he'll 
scared the shit out of him. That's his job. And he's like a cowboy in the commercial. And he is at the end, he says he'll eat a dog. I don't know why he said that. Uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton just dicking around. Yeah, he just said whatever he felt like. He's like, I'll eat a dog. Um, so <laughs> uh, he pops up and tells him like, hey, if you need help with this, you know, I've been scaring the shit out of humans for a long time. He's a bio exorcist. So like a reverse exorcist. I love it. Um, he's working with it and uh, what was it, Adam? One of them didn't really want to use him. Adam. Yeah. yeah. So one's kind of reluctant to use the guy because, I mean, he's crazy and <laughs> he seems really good at it, but they're like, well, maybe let's not use him. And uh, first of all, they don't know how to say his name right. Um, it's spelled like the, the constellation, but it's pronounced. Star. Yeah, it's pronounced Beetlejuice, but the way he says it, he says it three times, but it's completely wrong. He's like, that tell gay something like that. And he's like, oh, how the hell do you Metal say that? Guys. Um, guys. Yeah. So I learned that he actually has it set like that. Beetlejuice has it set like that. So people don't just accidentally say his name just all willy nilly and he gets summoned everywhere. So you make it complicated. But then if you think you got a mark, then you go there personally and be like, hey, if you need help. I can do this. And they're like, okay. We'll, we'll get your help. So it's actually a pretty smart way to do it. Um, so uh, does the dinner happen first? So no, many things happen. So many, what? Uh, they finally call him. Yeah. Okay. So they work on, uh, they have a big plan uh, that they're going to scare the family. And they have this big dinner and Otho is there and some other friends. And <laughs> so... Barbara and Adam, their plan is to possess the dinner and have them sing the Deo song. The Banana Boat song. Yeah, by Harry Belafonte. So that's their way of thinking, like, this is the most horrific thing ever. Just Let's just possess their bodies and make them dance. Legitimately now, like 30-something years on, the most iconic scene of this entire movie. Correct. And Tim Burton almost cut it. Boo! Yeah. He was like, man, it's not really that funny. <laughs> no, it really is, though. What? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. He's like, yes, yeah, really not that funny. And But everybody else thought it was funny. He's like, okay. Tim Burton's too weird to, like, know what funny is at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, uh, it's, like, weird, but it's not funny. I'm like, you don't know from funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah. So after this, Charles and Delia are like, holy shit, that was really fun. Like, I've never danced like that in, in so long. It's been years. Hey, maybe we got something here. Maybe we could have some, like, ghost amusement park situation going on. And then, you know, obviously that's the opposite effect that they wanted. So Barbara and Adam are like, holy shit. Like, God damn. Now they're going to mess with us even more. <laughs> so they actually call call on Beetlejuice once and Beetlejuice comes in he turns to this giant snake and he actually is like for real attacking the family he's beat the shit out of him and uh it seems like he's about to attack Delia no Lydia their names are too close uh attack Lydia and then Barbara comes in and says his name and he leaves he's like oh and he leaves so Lydia's actually a little scared of him he's like holy shit why did you like do that to us and he's like no we love you <laughs> No, that was just our crazy friend. Um, while all this is happening, they actually bust into the attic. 
And Lydia tells him that the ghosts aren't there because they're hiding because they don't want to talk to him. And Delia's like, I don't give a shit. This is our this house. This is my house. <laughs> Bitch, come out. They need to drag their carcasses downstairs so we can talk to them. And Otho finds their recently deceased handbook. Oh, no. That's something they shouldn't leave out. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting how big of a dick Otho is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So uh, using the handbook, Otho has a plan. And he is going to do a seance to be able to summon Adam and Barbara so they can't get away or hide. And so they pop up, but the seance that he does seems to be killing them. And they're turning, they're like aging right in front of them. And Lydia's like, stop doing the seance. And Otho's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just started this. I don't know how to stop. I yeah. just started it. I didn't read ahead. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. I didn't what actually I'm doing. finish reading this. Yeah. I just said, fuck it, let's go. So Lydia runs up to the attic and she looks at the model town and she sees Beetlejuice is just chilling there. And she's like, can you help them? And he's like, yeah, I can help them. Just got to say, you know, just got to say my name three times. And she actually doesn't know. And so he plays like Pictionary with her and has a giant beetle form and then orange juice. And she's like, Beetlejuice? And he's like, she says it mm-hmm. twice and he stands up, fixes himself up. And she says it the third time. He pops up as a amusement park for Robert Goulet and his wife. And he sets it up like a, um, what, a, uh, the hammer, the test of strength. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Strong man. Yeah. And just hits the ground and they fly off. So they're dead. Uh, they're going to land somewhere and just die. <laughs> so that's two people that have fucking died in this movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, Beetlejuice realizes like, you know, this is all cool, you know, killing humans and stuff. But Lydia, I want you to be my wife because that's the one way that I don't get kicked back to the afterlife. If someone says my name three times, if I'm married, I stay forever. And so <laughs> um, Adam and Barbara, their bodies are going back to normal, uh, but not that fast because he has to keep on like messing up their mouths or blocking their mouths because they're trying to say his name and get him kicked out. And so um, he actually sends Barbara to Saturn. He just he's like, you can get the hell out of here. And so uh, the wedding is starting and he has this weird freaky little guy come out of the fireplace and uh, he does Lydia's vows for her because he knows what she wants to say. So he's got this. Um, Barbara rides one of the sandworms back into the the fucking uh, room and the sandworm eats Beetlejuice. Hooray! Apparently that's enough to get rid of him. That's good. (laughs) And then Lydia and her family make an agreement with the Maitlands. And so they're going to live, cohabit this house because they can't leave. And, you know, the deeds aren't going to leave, I assume. And so Lydia becomes way more not as goth. She still is pale and dark, dark haired, but she seems to be making friends. She was very antisocial at the beginning of the movie. And she tells Barbara and Adam, like, hey, I, I passed my test. So, you know, you owe me. Like you said, you do it. He's like, okay, okay. So uh, they're really good at possessing people. And so they actually make Lydia float into the sky as she sings Shake Shake Sonora. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a really cute ending. And then they actually added an uh, ending to this. Uh, But Beetlejuice is back in the afterlife at the DMV. And uh, his number is like, I don't know, the quintillion. 
in the cotillion. <laughs> yeah, and on like number four, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and so he sees this like voodoo guy next to him. Witch doctor. His witch doctor next to him has the number four. And he's like, hey, look at that. <laughs> and the guy looks and he just like snatches it out of his hand and throws his giant number in on his hand, not even in his hand. And he's like, oh, it looks like I'm number four. It looks like I'm next. <laughs> and then the guy just shrinks his head. <laughs> he's like, I'm not putting up with this It'll shit. It would be a good look for me. <laughs> he's like, wow, wow, wow. Uh, this, you know, this, this movie's great. So um, I hope that they do more with this. There was the animated series that continued with it. And Lydia and Beelgeous, they were friends. Yep. And that was really good. And they got into a lot of shenanigans and things like Ran that. for four seasons. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they do something, but I'm scared that it's not going to be as good because, you know, a billion years have gone by. I know, I know. I just, a lot of people are worried. <laughs> a lot of people have been tasked to make this movie and they're like, bro, I don't want to be the one to do it. Here's the thing though, Tim Burton is going to be the one making this movie. Yeah, Tim but- Burton, pretty much most things he touches are gold uh michael keaton's coming back fantastic beautiful i don't know for sure if winona Ryder is coming back but i'm assuming she would because i don't think she'd say no the only thing she's doing is stranger things really right now yeah i'm sure she'd be down yeah so it's so in september 2011 warner brothers they hired seth graham smith hey that's the guy that did abraham lincoln oh that's not the name of it yeah abraham lincoln vampire hunter yes and uh pride and prejudice and zombies he's the one that wrote those so he was collaborating with tim burton to to write it and produce it and then tim burton would direct and do all that stuff it's fine they've worked on like three movies together so they understand what they like uh but a lot of things happened with it like financial like money and stuff and he actually said that he was real scared about making the sequel and he said he'd only do this if michael keaton said yes he said that's the only way that he would write this. Tim Burton said it, or the guy who both did? said both oh, okay. of them. They were like, "This is the only way this is going to happen." If Michael Keaton says yes, and he says, "Yeah, of course he he's, does." He's, he's down for it. He's he like, loved Beetlejuice, and he's rich as fuck. So, like, what's he got to lose? Yeah, he, he like, doesn't care. He, he already got that Marvel money. Like, he don't need. Yeah, he got Marvel money and DC money. Like, he's good. Yeah, this movie he filmed for two weeks and he was done. His part was done, so he don't care. You know, so uh, it's great stuff. So. Katie, who was your favorite character in Beetlejuice? Lydia Deeds. Lydia is forever. She's my fucking spirit animal. Like, aside from wanting to kill herself, like, goth queen. <laughs> yeah, she has some rough uh, I fucking love her. She's even better in the show. Like, I just, I love her so much. She's like so chill and so down to earth with the ghosts. She's like, yeah, it's kind of haunted in here, but fuck it. I really like them. They're super cool. And she hates her parents and loves the ghosts. It's just, I just love her. And Winona Ryder is fantastic. I can't. She's so good. Micah. Uh, Beetlejuice. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, obviously it's not his character because his character is sleazy as hell. But I think it's mainly just Michael Keaton going full ham. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the, The fact that, you know, some of the stuff that he said, I'm sure this is presented or at least sold at more as a family friendly movie, but you know, it's like they just let Michael Keaton fill this 
I don't know, gap in the movie with that. And so it's like the rest of the movie is all family friendly and everything. And the worst thing that happens is people dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip the strong man scene. We, we, we make sure we pause that every single time when the kids are watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's Michael Keaton's just balls to the wall, just going for it. And if most of it was ad libbed, like it was all so smooth. <laughs> and then of course all the the lewd gestures and everything grabbing himself and getting all handsy and everything like that <laughs> i forgot he did when they were talking they were like well i don't know if we're gonna use you he turns and does the jack off motion real quick and turns right, back yeah i mentioned that to emma yeah, when it happened like, i was like he turned around and went and then <laughs> what he was he doing it to oh, he's like nice fucking model and he grabs his crotch and it like Bicycle horn honks. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny because everybody thinks like, oh, kids are so impressionable when they watch stuff like this. And it's like, none of us remember it. None of us. I didn't catch any of this. Yeah, exactly. Until we actually go back and go, oh, fuck, that's dirty. Then, of course, you know, you you freak out and go, oh, I can't show my kid this. Oh, I can't do that. Wait a minute. Didn't I just come to the realization that I don't remember any of this shit? Well, I mean, it's like Shrek. Like, Shrek is a kid's movie. And kids, if I have watched Shrek more times than I can fucking count. And I have watched it around kids that I babysit. And I will laugh at something that was clearly meant for adults. And the (laughs) kids just look at me like, why are you laughing? And I was like, I... I don't know. I just like, I can't tell you why I'm laughing because well, you won't understand the dick joke that Shrek just made, but you know it I was really that, funny. I felt that same way about Zootopia. Not yeah. to as much of an extent as uh, Shrek, but when Emma and I went to go see it, we saw it in uh-huh. theaters and we realized that all the people that were laughing through 90% of the movie were all the adults. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden shit that kids just don't notice. And if you don't make a big deal out of it when it happens in the movie, the kids won't notice that it exists. Yeah. Like the dick motion. Like my parents watched that movie with me uh, like millions of times and they never made like laughed at it or like made a motion to it where i was asking questions like why did he do that that was weird right it's like okay sure i mean kids are kids are gonna remember the memes they're not gonna remember the movie yep emma who was your favorite i love lydia deeds i just she's she's inexplainable and I love that about her. She's just ridiculous and weird. And that's what I was as a teenager. That's what I am right now. I like weird shit. So yeah, Lydia. So so when watching this again, knowing my attitude for things, I knew that instantly that dirty scary ghost guy that was gonna be my favorite character obviously Mike hit every point that I was gonna say dude's a mess and I you know usually I don't really like characters like that but he's just like he's chaotic good 
He's an endearing chaotic. Maybe chaotic neutral. Yeah, probably neutral because he was ready to kill those humans. He's like, I'm getting rid of them. Like, no. Not uh, like that. No, not like this. Um, but he's he's really cool. But I will say, give me an honorable mention actually to Adam and Barbara. Gina Davis. They died and they still can't help but be the nice people that they are. Mm-hmm. And they're trying their best to scare them, but they're doing all these like little wimpy things that would scare little kids, maybe scare little kids. And like when they had Not the- today's sh- little kids, but yeah. 1980s little kids for sure. Yeah, when they had the little sheets on them, they're like, like around, trying to be terrifying. I'm a child, I guess. And the mom thinks it's like the TV and she's trying to like turn the TV off. She's like, what's that fucking sound? Uh, it, you know, they can't help but be good people because that's how they were in life. And it's funny that they don't change. You know, they're trying their best to be great people. I thought that was really cool because, uh, you know, sometimes people die and they're like, I'm mad. Just like in the movie Ghost, he had to get mean to be able to touch things and move stuff. And so he could touch Demi Moore again. He had to yep. get that rage in his tummy so he could do things. Um, mm. You ever seen Ghost? I have seen Ghost. Oh. But you keep saying so he could do things so nonchalantly. like he Yeah, did. like save her life. A killer was trying to get to her. Yeah, and have a weird, like, almost sex scene with a... It was fun. Okay. Almost sex scene. <laughs> Still gross. Still- <laughs> Put a bag on her head. Still I died and I was a ghost. Still <laughs> so, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Oh, this is really hard because I keep going back and forth on a bunch of characters. Um, I had originally written Charles, the dad, because oh, he's cool. Oh, he sucks. He doesn't pay any attention to his fucking kid or care about his wife or ch- like. He does not give a fuck about that to family. To be fair, she seems very annoying. All he cares about is getting some peace and quiet yeah. <laughs> all by himself. Go fucking jump off a cliff. Like, fuck that guy. But I want to say my least favorite character is actually the realtor. She's oh, trash. Cousin. Yeah. Their cousin. She sucks. Which, which realtor? This is the same one the whole time. The one from the beginning of the movie? It yeah. never changes. Damn it, that was going to be my least favorite. So have it be your least favorite. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and explain why the realtor is your least favorite. Oh, dude, when she dropped the line about, you know, we, we sh- this house is too big for you. You know, we should really give it to somebody who's got a family. Yeah. yeah that was crazy. Yep, that yeah. was the moment she sealed the deal. Fuck, Fuck that. that girl. Yep. Yep. First five minutes of the film and you already got your least favorite character. Yep. <laughs> Like, this is easy. Fucking brain wreck. <laughs> yep. I also wrote that down, but one <laughs> part that has not been mentioned is she made her daughter dress exactly the same as her. Mm. And yep. it was pathetic. And her daughter had like the same facial expressions as her, but you could see like she'd check what her mom did and then make that same face. Mm-hmm. And then she kept like when she handed the deets her card. And she was saying, I did all the interior design for this. You know, if you need any any help on that front. And I was like, oh, bitch, no, bye. Yeah. Yeah, she was poop. Garbage. So I'm actually going to go. I'm not on that same train. Like I knew she would get her comeuppance here. 
Um, I'm actually going to go with Otho. Yep. Also trash. Uh, pretty yep. slimy dude. He seemed all right. And he did have a moment of regret when he did the seance. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to stop it. It's just, but it's just the fact that he meddled with things he shouldn't be meddling with. But I mean, I guess, it, like I said, you got to have dumb people to cause the story to move on. So I guess he was doing his job. Uh, but he was poop. He was poop at the end. And knowing, you know, who he was in the movie, I was like, Ugh, you're going to be a dickhead soon. And then he's like, ooh, that's not my book. You ink. I'm going to read from this weird ass book. Great fucking trash. But honestly, honorable mention, just all of Delia's friends, they didn't really seem to really like her. Yeah. And she was trying to like impress them. So they were all kind of garbage water. It wasn't even her. Like you always have been. Her art dealer or whoever who had financially backed a bunch of her shit. Oh, yeah. And and hadn't made any money because none of her shit sells. Yeah, it looks like crap. Oh, yeah, because it belongs in a fucking Tim Burton house. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of people she deals with, they're all kind of crap. So, well, some of them are dead. So I guess that's all right. (laughs) That was his boss. Yeah, Robert Goulet's in space somewhere. Yep. (laughs) On Saturn. I hope not. Robert Goulet. (laughs) Goulet. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn. Aaron contest sandworm. Me, you go. <laughs> you always win. So let's do seven word synopsis. I only have two. Uh, how do we distract Beetlejuice? Pop up titty bar. I know a lot of people get distracted by that. <laughs> and then uh, why don't we have like seven sequels? <laughs> yup. At least three. Give me a trilogy. Or a spinoff. Yeah. Give me anything. Just, uh, you know. But, hey, you know, I guess. I mean, that's what the three, four seasons of the show. Was. I know, I know. I need you the know deets what I mean. on the deets. Come on. Know. You know. I know. I want Michael Keaton doing stuff. So, Katie. Lydia Deets is a goth emo queen. Yeah. <laughs> And Otis wants Gina Davis to haunt him. God damn right I do. <laughs> I love Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Davis is so pretty. Micah. <laughs> oh, uh, this was a, a super crazy fucking line uh, in the middle of it. By the rope you hung yourself with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they were talking about we, we just you know grab him by the rope you know the grab grab him by the rope or oh, what the hell did she say it was gina davis when she was leaving the room that right? wasn't gina davis no it was Catherine o'hara and she said get out here and show yourself before you grab you by the rope you hung yourself with yeah <laughs> yeah it's fucking incredible that's so fucked up okay i have daylight come and me want to go home Nice. And then third time's the charm for Beetle Breakfast. <laughs> when she was trying to guess his name, she's like, Orange Beetle? Beetle Breakfast? Beetle Orange? Beetle Drink. Beetle Drink. <laughs> and then my two alliteratives, Dead Duo Direct Dietz's Delightful Dancing Dinner. And Burton's beguiling big screen banger brings Beetlejuice Bio Exorcist. 
That was intense. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> okay, this film came out March 30th, 1988. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for Beetlejuice was, Katie? $14 million. Fourteen dollar dues, Emma. Fifteen dollar dues. Fifteen, Micah. Well, I was gonna say seven, but since they both guessed so high, one dollar due. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, but they were like dead on. Uh, the budget was fifteen dollar dues. It would have worked if they dipped over. I, I saw where Micah was going with that. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Seventy-five million. Seventy-five. Emma. Seventy-four million. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Micah. Hey, say one dollar. You do again. I dare you. <laughs> eighty dollar dues. Eighty, eighty. Not bad, Micah. But you should have said one. <laughs> Everybody went over, but the closest to the pin was Emma. The budget was seventy three point eight. Box office. With this, oh my god! God This is probably the best uh, (laughs) box office gamble session we've had. (laughs) Close. I was waiting on Mike to say it's that box office. It's Pikachu. Damn it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a lot of people love this movie. Obviously, it made a lot of money. Uh, A lot of people said it had the perfect balance of just bizarreness, comedy, and horror. Just the right mix of it. Uh, I would have had just more Beetlejuice in it, but that's just me. Uh, Roger Ebert, he actually gave it two out of four stars because he's an old lumpy fuck. So. (laughs) You're not wrong. <laughs> we do not agree. We are not the same. One, I think, like Alien, he really liked. That's like the one film that we the one all agree we've on. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else. Uh, no, I think there was another one. I think no maybe Terminator 2 was like yeah. the one movie. Poltergeist, where he, he likes that. He was like, but but there was so many fucking movies where oh, he yeah. was just like, this movie's trash. Well, you're one trash. star. Go fuck yourself. Bob, you're trash. <laughs> Bob Ebert, fuck you. Oh my god. Oh, Roger. Roger's not short for Bob. What am I saying? No. Fuck him. <laughs> so uh he actually wanted um he said Michael Keaton's scenes didn't like fit with everything else. He just like, it was weird, but he's weird, so fuck him. He's dead, so you know. <laughs> what Damn. are you what are you doing, Raj? So Damn. uh <laughs> Uh, minority kill count. Uh, no, <laughs> it has not changed. Uh, Robin Goulet's in space, like I said. Um, there were a lot of people in the afterlife that we see. Uh, the football team, there was at least at least one black person on that football team that they show. But they were already dead. We didn't see actually see anybody die in the movie. Except Robert Goulet. Um, yeah. Angie Davis and Alec Baldwin. We saw them die, so. Uh, the minority kill count, we are at 188 in a Tito Turtle. <laughs> so uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Beetlejuice? Fucking watch it. It's so good. Yeah, it's Beetletastic. Yeah, 
I love that it still holds up. Like Otis and Micah and I all have these like super nostalgic feels for it. But Emma watched it for the first time last year and fell in love with it too. So I love that it's one of those movies that you don't have to have nostalgia goggles on for. Like it's still fucking great. It's wonderful. It's simple. Even though way too many one-liners in this too that you could literally ruin a t-shirt company in a good way with just quoting every 10 seconds of this movie. Yeah. For for having such a weird plot, it's pretty simple. Honestly, mm-hmm. like for its weirdness, it's it's fine. It, it feels easy to watch. Like when we're it's watching it, really just dead folks trying to keep their house their house. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we were watching it. I was like, damn, man, this movie is just it moves. And I was like, it, just waiting for the dinner scene. That's what I was wanting to get to. Mm-hmm. Then it happened. I was like, damn, it felt so nice and easy to get to that point. So uh, this movie's great. So uh, I don't have anything else to say about Beetlejuice. But I will say that was the last chapter in the Halloween Screamathon. We officially have made it to the end. Holy crippity crap. Yeah. And thus begins season three. Yes. So um, I need to get some, uh, I'm going to get Guido to write a little paragraph explaining the picks he's done for November. So November is not going to be anything that we chose. We're letting, I am letting, we are letting Guido pick the four movies for November's Guido month. Uh, I saw three of them. And I think at this point he has the last one in, but three of them, they're really cool. There's some I haven't seen. I've seen pictures of them, uh, but I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm excited. I've looked at some, the storyline of it and like the little explanation thing. I was like, that sounds really fucking cool. So uh, Guido meticulously since ooh, September, I tasked him with this job, and he's like, "Hold on, hold on, give me, give me some more time." Uh, he's me- meticulously working through, so uh, we'll probably do a little episode, little short thing, and explain what he's gonna do. So, um, this month was really, really, really cool. I had tons of new movies that I saw, some good old ones that I showed people, and that's usually the best part of it. It's just me, like, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this one. Uh, there were some pretty solid ones. We watched super new ones like Halloween Kills and, you know, well, VHS 94. There were tons of new things that came out in October. It was a really solid month of movies. I'm actually very happy with what we did. Um, there's tons of movies that we still haven't gotten to. Do we need to pick a favorite for this month? Uh, we can do that now. We don't have to. I'm just wondering if we're going to do that. If we need to do that. Uh, was there any movie that stood out to you, Emma? No, I'll put you on the spot right now. Uh, not really, but I love Beetlejuice <laughs> and I love the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, it was so good. It was great. Stunningly so. Like, I mean, I can't say surprisingly because the Muppets are usually a home run. But no, it was so good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Bella. Uh, Katie, did anything pop out to you? I was trying to look at my list, and then my cat laid right on top of it. I'll go first real quick. Uh, The Babysitter. Uh, I was very surprised by that. I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't realize I would like it that much. It made (laughs) me smile a lot. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
good. Anything with Alan Tudyk is gonna make you smile. Uh, Halloween Kills. I liked it, even though it had the it had the weakness of being part two of a trilogy where nothing really happens. <laughs> uh, everybody just kind of spins their wheels because they're getting ready for the next one. Uh, but I still liked it because it was very graphic. I like graphic movies. Uh, Don't Breathe was fun and a lot of semen in it, which was weird. Uh, there were a lot of really good movies. Uh, Katie's trying to move Bella out of the way and it's, I'm trying really hard stuff. I'm trying to look at my list. I'm going to go with uh, my favorite movie of the month is probably Freaky. Oh, yeah. The Freaky um, Friday one. That yeah. Vince Vaughn pretending to be a teenage girl. Like, I didn't know that that was part of my dreams, but he made them come true. And I loved it. Freaky was so fucking good. And the kills were interesting and graphic. Like, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And the babysitter was really fucking good too. Yeah. I really like that one too. I'm excited to watch the second one. That's yeah. gonna be real fun. There's uh, a lot of the movies this month that I really liked, like yeah. that are in my now in my like top 10. So yeah. Uh Micah, I know you were busy life and stuff, but you you were on a, a pretty good chunk of them. Uh was there anything that you enjoyed? Uh yeah, I was gonna say that yeah, unfortunately I couldn't be a part of a lot of these, but yeah, you're fine. Um, the babysitter was awesome. Uh, definitely final girls vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of a really good way to have a horror movie at this point. You know, I mean, you can get away with trying to do one every once in a while of being like, try to jump scare you, whatever, and just get the shock factor, you know, and then you can create good ones that are actually really good. You know, the book, you know, the movie doesn't have to be, a series it doesn't have to be a trilogy it doesn't have to keep going so funny little one shots like that those are pretty good that's a good way to do a horror movie um but other than that uh halloween kills uh that one was just a lot of fun yeah (laughs) uh the the killing was just brutal he they basically turned him into like a monster fight monster yeah amazing that that was awesome um and the amount of hype behind it what was funny was we were trying to figure out uh my family was here my mom and brother were here over the week and so we were trying to figure out things to do or watch or whatever and we kept listing things off and it was like well have you seen the new halloween film and both of them were like yeah we loved it <laughs> and then i had a bunch of people at work talking about it like i didn't even bring it up so it got huge hype and a lot of people saw it like really really quick so that was that was definitely one that stood out for sure yeah it's lovely uh like i said set list was great good job everybody involved uh thanks guys uh back in texas all my the guest stars and things they everybody seemed to enjoy themselves and uh hopefully they'll come back and get some more people and stuff so um yeah, I'm happy and sad at the same time to do this. Like, this is the third time we've done this. But, you know, I'm I'm happy to just do a movie a week. I'm 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 ready to do that. Uh, doing a 31, it's fun. I, I love watching scary movies, you know? But I'm just like, I'm tired. <laughs> so, um, just like the first year after I did the 31, I just didn't do anything for three weeks. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing this. And I just kept going and uh. But no, uh, we have tons of ideas. I know in November, 
Uh, it's going to be what? War movies and then Guido's picks. And then Christmas will be here in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll instantly be at Christmas time. And then we'll start this bad boy over. So, um, yeah, like I said, thank you, everybody involved. The studio feeds us. Thank you for the artwork. And I'll say it now uh, in the next Spooky Movie Squad episode, because that song is specific to it. Yes, I said song. I have friends in Texas. They're in a band flipping combined effort. I will do all their deets and figure out a way to introduce it. But when you start the next episode of Spooky Movie Squad, you will hear an intro that they did for us. Woohoo! It's yeah. really fun. Really, Finally. really fun. Uh, I'll, do some, <laughs> I'll do some little short thing and, and explain what happened. But my friend is very creative. And I told him I just needed a spooky song. And he disappeared for like two hours and came back with the song. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, is that good? I'm like, yeah, man, keep, keep going. So um, it was good. I, I love when people are creative and I just let them just keep going. When people do something cool and they seem happy with it, I'm not going to jump in and be like, hey, do that. I just, you know, I did things at the end and tweaked some stuff, but it's just, I let them be happy and create. So um, this, it's one thing that I've always wanted was a song and we got something to, intro and then the outro right when we're doing this kind of talk right here we're gonna have something in the background going and then we'll do our goodbyes and that's the last thing just like at the end of the movie just like a marvel movie you know at the end and michael will say something special and it's like the end of the movie so uh, i had this idea for a very long time so i'm very happy we got that um tons more music is gonna pop up uh tons more stuff um i'll just say it now to you guys i am going to i want to do you guys can help me if you want but I want to do some charity stuff. Um, there's tons of people out there that need help. And if I can just sit and play a game for four, 24 hours without stopping, I can do that. And so there's tons of online charities and stuff, things I want to do. So uh, streaming, that that's my next goal. My next goal. I made a blood oath to the sky. Katie was in, we were in line at In-N-Out last year around November. And I looked to the sky and shook my fist. I guess I was doing this to Sorrel. And I was like, I will stream. Alex Head Presents will be a streaming thing in one calendar year. And so uh, yeah, I, I have like a week now. So uh, I'm going to get going on that. I know smart people that know things about computers and things. So we will do some streaming. We'll have a live episode at some point. Um, but streaming and stuff, that's the next step I want to do. I want to get out there. And like I said, I want to help. And so I know folks, uh, I know a very lovely lady. She has her own little business, little corporation, uh, just Hannah's Helpers. So I 100% want to do something to help them out and get their name out there. Like I said, I have tons of things and people and charities and stuff like that. So uh, that's the next step. So like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a week. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't sleep now. Uh, we'll be back in a week with another scary movie. So- oh, and since, and since we haven't said it yet. Happy Halloween! Yeah. Fucking Halloween, man! Pass candy candy. Watch out for the weed candy that's supposed to be there, and the razor blades. Watch out for the razor blades. <laughs> no one is wasting their drugs on your kids. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I let eight year olds get blasted on weed. I'm gonna get blasted on weed if I'm yeah, doing that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's adult candy. Yeah, that's yeah. No hey. one's giving away their expensive ass drugs. Yeah, in Snicker candy. bar for you, little kid. And Snicker bar for you, Mr. Dad. And you're like, oh, he winked a lot. This is a special <laughs> Snicker bar. All right. <laughs> yeah, winkity wink, 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 wink. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, if you're old enough and you have money, give the kids full bars out there. They'll f- remember it forever. I remember the houses they gave me full bars. I still remember that shit. Yeah. Uh, be good. Yeah, we can't get it from our cell phone carriers, so we might as well get it from happy people <laughs> giving out candy bars. I didn't even think of it like that. Damn. My phone doesn't even do this. Thank you. Uh, but no, be nice to each other. It's it's a crazy life we're in. So uh, I don't got nothing else. So we'll see you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Toots, toots. Wait, you want to get the spooky movie squad out of here and into November already? I mean, there's nothing else we can do. What are you going to do? Viciously arrange their environment?